again and a happy new year to you. This is episode number two of the Joe Jet Business Podcast, which I might rename soon just to confuse you. Now, if you tuned in last time, you remember I was chatting to the very smart Tony Dowling. This time on the interviewer's couch, we have Pippa Davis, psychologist, blogger, published author, WordPress user, and all-round brainiac. And she's great fun too. So, without further ado, let's get cracking. Well, good morning then, everybody. This is uh, the second episode of the Joe Business Podcast. And here today with the legendary <laughs> Pippa, Pippa Davis. Oh, you may know her on Twitter as Mrs. Motivator. Oh, the notorious, I think. <laughs> That's the word to use, is it? Yeah. Um, so, Pippa, I think one of the things I love about you is the, the diversity in your background and all the things that you sort of had a go with. Can you just sort of give a little brief praise of some of the things you you've been doing which have led you to this point? Yeah, I started off as an actress. I did a degree in drama, but I was always getting cast in Under Milkwood. So, and then I became a voice teacher because I wanted to go to drama school. And I set up a business called VoiceWorks, which did communication and presentation skills training. And then I realised psychology was really relevant to this. So I went off and I did an MSc in what's called organisational psychology, which is about you know business psychology, really. Uh, and carried on with that business, uh, met somebody who had a publishing contract, wanted me to help her write a book, and so then I had a writing career as well. So, you know, I've done uh, a lot of work psychology in big business, um, I've written lots of books and things, and I've done stuff on the media. Well, 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 that's a quick potted history there. Yeah. So, were you, uh, um, were you worried at all about setting up a company? Because that seems like quite a quite a leap from sort of... No, I, act- I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But you, you didn't know that phase you? No, no. I just have wanted you, Have to, you always been like that? Sort of, yeah, oh. act first and think later. Yeah, <laughs> act first and then think, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah, yeah. No, I set it up in the front room of my house in Shepherd's Bush with two friends. And we sent, at the time, you could send a thousand leaflets out. Um, to, you know, the government was keen on promoting entrepreneurs um, around whoever you thought might want your service or your product. Right. So we targeted everybody. We targeted embassies, car companies, and people in politics, anybody we thought might want some communication skills training. And out of those 1,000, two or three people uh, picked up on them, one of which was Citroen, actually, and we went to do some work there. So, so I got going that way. And what I did in the business was, from the outset, I used to give people free stuff. So uh, we set up a course called Voice Training for Trainers, which everybody said, that is so niche and obscure, nobody will want to come on it. We charged the audacious fee of 185 quid a day for it. Well, actually, we got people from trainers from Marks and Spencer and Shell coming on it, and we were turning people oh, wow. away. And we, I would give them all the material we covered in the course and say, okay, you know, take this now and go and use it with the people that you're training in your business. And and that was a very good idea and kind of really got the business going well, you know. So, so, so well, that was. Sort of, it's brilliant to have those kind of people in the room, the people from Shell and all that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I, what I hit upon there, by, purely by chance, not clever calculation. <laughs> was, Doesn't matter, you got was, there, that's the Was thing. that often people like a combination of arts and science, which they got, you know. They do, uh, yeah, they? yeah. Yeah. And, and also that if you say to people, look, this is very specialist stuff but you can use it in these contexts for these sorts of needs. People love that. So, you know, I kept it very small and narrow and focused. I never wanted to run a big business. I had about half a dozen freelancers working for me 
you know, to, to, um, in, in the sort of end stages of the business. So, and that was great, you know, and we had a very healthy turnover. Mm -hmm. um, and it was fun. We used to get interesting pro projects. I mean, one of the things that I think for small businesses and freelancers, one of the lessons I learned from it is that actually, if you're going to make um, good amounts of money, you have to have big organisations or big businesses as your clients. Right. You know, you are going to be very lucky if you make a load of money from having many small businesses. Why do you think that is? Clients. Is that simply because they got more money yeah, or they yeah, got resources? Yeah, yeah, they've got more money and they are, will regard themselves as making a sort of investment in you, time okay. and relationship-wise, I think. So it's almost like a political move for them to invest in local consultants or businesses, or is it...? Well... Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. It would depend on their policy. I mean, we had Selfridges as a client for many years, and the head of training there actually had a policy of whenever she could using very small consultancies or individuals, and when she needed anybody new, she would just phone up these individuals that she trusted and say, you know, who's good at career guidance or who's good at mentoring. So it was done in this very personal way really all you know all relying no, on trust no that's interesting because i know that you know hamleys are opening up down in cardiff are they yeah yeah i think they they searched out a local communications company to handle all this stuff and um like cake communications with, yeah. Uh, Sarah. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, and it, I, th I just thought it was very nice that they sort of they want to deal with people who are on the ground there, yes. know the local area. Yes, right? yeah. And just sort of going for the Yeah, big... well, it's good sense for them as well, isn't it? Does, it? Because yeah. the, good, the local person knows what's happening and yeah. what, what, what gives people a buzz locally. No, of course, yeah. So, it, you know, it is interesting. But of course, the problem is in Wales, you haven't got many of these big, business, big businesses. No. So, so where does that leave us then? Well, I think... I think these days, anybody in business has to have a very strong sense of what I would call globalisation, that they've got a local market, which, you know, you'll get to an extent anyway, or you'll certainly get local connection if you put yourself on things like Twitter. You can't stop local people getting in touch no, with you. No, it's a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and then, you know, how, is there a broader context for what you do i mean you do that with the, your web design is yeah. broader than ways because you've got a lot of welsh people there but it, it is broader than that yeah um so and you know that's really gr I'm a great good sense to do that and I, was, I was looking at mrs motivator stats last night and 22 countries people from 22 <laughs> countries have come to mrs motivator in the past week and, you know, that's, they're not buying anything from me, but that is really exciting, it I is. think. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. in terms of potential and reach, and if you've got something very specialist you want to keep continuing to mm. offer people, then then that's the way to do it, I reckon. Because without that buzz in the first place, no sales, etc. are going to come. You've got to have that. Yeah, kind of... yeah. And it's just exciting, I think, to think, you know, something in Bahrain. It is. It's a global connection, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine people in Switzerland. You know, what, <laughs> who are these people? What are they doing? It's, it's, it is really yeah. exciting, I think. So so I this this local thing... Um, is it local? Local. Well, it's global and local yeah. put together. You know, it's a it's a um, bit of a trendy word, isn't it? But I kind of think, you know, if you are selling any sort of expertise, then that's that's the way to go with it, really. 
When did you first start hearing about things like websites and blogging and think, oh, this is interesting? Well, I wasn't. Uh, I Well, I was sort of mildly interested. And then I was very lucky to have John Lewis as a client. And they had this dot com, which was wildly exceeding their expectations in terms of, you know, how much uh, profit it was generating. Because people trust the John Lewis brand. So they were buying quite readily online. That's a very good site. But they wanted to integrate it more into the whole business. You know, this is a big business with 79,000 partners in it. Didn't know it was that many. Yeah, so, and they asked me if I would help them with the integration. So I went up to this very fashionable bunker in Draycott Avenue off the King's Road and met the people who ran the dot-com who were really nice. But I thought this is, you know, I'm a 52-year-old fat little housewife from Barry and, I, and they were all very cool and under 40 and I thought this is going to be a very difficult job unless I try and um, connect to what the people do in this business right so I took myself on I thought I'd you know just learn to do a bit of programming or html or whatever um, so and I went on one course which was disastrous at Cardiff University I couldn't cope with it at all and then I went to chapter in Cardiff which is much more surfer like and laid back in its approach yeah, you yeah. kind of pootled around really for a day and, and 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 so I learned to build websites and I fell in love with this because I like formats and yes. I like grammar and yes. syntax and I like <laughs> and yes. I like looking at nice code and things <laughs> like that and and um, I, I don't think actually it made any difference to what I did the work that I did in John Lewis except perhaps I did understand a little bit well, more the of the mentality of people it's not it's no longer so much magic then mm, there is a no, rule yeah, there is yeah, yeah, why this yeah, is happening yeah yeah so I understood that a bit and I also could see a huge potential for my subject area you know I thought it was just amazingly exciting and then of course I came on a on a Joe Jet course on course, blogging yes. when and, was that and, now then that was a couple of years yeah, ago yeah it must be about three years ago oh, I think wow. and you very wisely said to me <clears throat> are you a writer or are you a web designer you know I'm not a web designer um and and I and I, and and so I got up my blog with very little hassle, thanks to you. And I was off and away doing it. So, you know, it's content that I love, but I think a lot of people are put off um, developing really good content because they feel they're scared of the techie stuff. And yeah. it certainly made me not scared of techie stuff now. So when, you know, a site got hacked a few weeks ago, I was able to clear that. I mean, I would not, not want to do it again, no. but I was able to do it, you know, just so... And I I feel quite sort of passionate about that, that, you know, I think that um, a, a technology should be really enjoyed in school. I think girls especially should be encouraged yes. to to do things like CSS, which is kind of like putting makeup on a site, you know. Yeah. It's just a sort of, it's a, it's, a, it's a naturally feminine activity, I think. Um, so I, I so I think all, all that stuff is great, and that's there's a wonderful book actually written by a guy called Douglas Rushkoff, who's okay. a professor in New York, called Program or Be Programmed, and it's a kind of ma manifesto that says you, you know even if you don't want to do it for a living, you need to learn how this stuff works. Uh, yeah, I think it's important. Cause I think you've been on like one of 
Craig Lockwood's iOS dev. Yeah. I, I think it's so important, even if you're not going to develop these things yourself, if you get an appreciation for some of the rough edges of the tools, you can play to its strengths. Yeah, if, yeah. If it's all just bamboozling you, well, you can't play yeah. to the strengths of the... No, ab- absolutely. And, you know, um, I mean, Craig's course, for instance, is, it gives you a fantastic overview does, and yeah. insight into how Apple works. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's it is just really good and useful, and you know a hell of a lot more at the end of it. Mm. So, so I mean, and I was the only woman there that day. I'm not sure there's more that go now, but you know, I I don't mind because I turn up sort of old mad old granny in the corner. But <laughs> but it it is you you know it's um yeah I I I mean I'm sure there are loads of loads of women and girls who've got great ideas, for instance, for apps, but are put off um, the technical side, the technical demands of it puts them off. Yeah. And it needn't really. So well, I think sometimes the whole world of web design gets treated as an IT subject when it's hugely creative in areas. And I'm not sure if that comes across in education enough. I mean, they don't realise that there's many roles which go into this. No, no, absolutely not. I, yeah, I, I, yes, I think, you know, you do get that kind of, I mean, I think we forget often that education, what, you know, that is such a creative um, world to be in, if, if you like, in terms of teachers using their own potential. Yeah to to communicate um stuff to kids and kids then being developed to realize their creative potential but often it can get really earnest and kind of censorious and it becomes all about doing the right thing and ticking the right boxes um which whereas it should actually be a really creative activity you know so um i mean i'm a great believer in people playing you know i think um we learn a lot it's my personal learning sort of thing that if if you're allowed to poodle about and play with mm. stuff then you you get you learn how to do it that's a you very know. funny point and that's what i was going to move on to really is that as we get older i think we almost um we don't allow ourselves to play a lot and i've certainly seen it with a lot of people on blogging It'd be interesting your take on this that people they have a, a lot of trouble getting into their own voice they start writing this stuff and you can't recognise the text that's coming out there because that's not how this person speaks. Yeah, yeah. They, and there's a lot of in, maybe internal barriers about people worried about putting themselves online and putting themselves up to be not. But until you can push through that and get your voice to come out, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's the hardest journey. It's easy to get the WordPress set up. That's, yeah. that's not rocket science. No, no, no. To no. actually start writing authentic content that is hard. That is. Yeah, it, it, it is really difficult, I think. And it's also difficult if people are confused about their motives about it. Right. Because, you know, if we're honest, a lot of us are going to bother to put stuff online because we want to recommend ourselves to other people and we hope people will buy us in some way. Yeah. You know, people, there's hardly anybody who doesn't want to do that to, to some extent. So, mm. you know, it's about being acceptable, about being liked. Be, being regarded as an expert or an authority and of course being regarded as an expert or an authority often means that we feel we can't play and we can't be silly and we've got to put ourselves over as somebody who needs to be listened to yes, a, serious a serious message yeah. and once you do that you know I mean, it's, it's a big failing of loads of corporate blogging oh, yes. and organization yeah. blogging is that people can't 
they can't say their opinions, they can't play with with their visitors, they can't have fun, they can't be outlandish. Even though they are in real life yeah. when they're dealing with yeah. clients. Yeah, so it's just becomes dull, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think a lot of people uh, could benefit from taking quite a practical approach to it. For instance, talk, I, once when I was very late on a book and panicking, I just talked the whole book into a tape recorder, like we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sort of spewed the whole book out. And then I paid somebody to transcribe right. it because I was in such a bit of panic. And then I edited it. And actually, it was really quick to edit it, you know, because yeah. I, I, I had this You've got to get that me. creative process yeah. out, don't yeah. you? So, I try to encourage people to at least get titles of blog posts or themes written down. Yeah. You can't just sit there looking at a blank page. No, no, you can't. And, but, but, and you, but you also, I think, have to really think about There's a great book on leadership. I think leadership is a bit of a silly subject a lot of the time. It's a sort of corporate showbiz thing. But there is a really good book called Start With Why. And it's all about why do you want to lead anybody? What is, yeah. What's the drive in you that makes you want to do that? And if you can't say what that what that drive is, I wouldn't even say it needs to be passion, mm. but it needs to be drive. Then you then there's no point doing it really, because you know you you've got to have something that motivates you internally that is going to make you put this this content out and to talk to people yeah. it's a way of talking to people isn't it you yeah, know it certainly is so when you alluded to it earlier there's nothing more i'm so disappointed when i see these sterile corporate blogs or when i see companies who just buy in blog posts or just buy in the lowest the common yeah. denominator ones where every county website's got the same blog post it's sort of you're missing an opportunity here yeah yeah i mean i, I you, you are missing an opportunity but and also i think what happens in the uk is that we get a bit swamped by um you know the big american bloggers who are online telling everybody how to blog mm. and they can be very prescriptive uh, they're not very adventurous in 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 what they do, you know. They're always selling their training courses or whatever. Some of which are really good. They are good, but, but uh, it makes know, us feel uncomfortable sometimes with that yeah, constant yeah, sales. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, it's really different from the UK UK culture. You know, right. I, I mean, I think the one thing that's happened recently and most vividly is that Olympics launching ceremony, right? Which was, you know, daft and mad. And exuberant Eclectic, and quirky, exactly, yeah. and that's you know that captured British culture, and the more people sort of delight in that and relish it and express it themselves, like you know we've always had the coolest rock bands yes, as well. Have that you know, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Your face. Bring, you know, do, <laughs> with people, I would love to see because I don't see many quirky, interesting British bloggers. Maybe I'm not looking in the right place, but, you know, there aren't enough no, of them an, around. such an important point. I was reading a blog post this morning, and it started... I can't remember what phraseology it started off with, but it was obviously very, very American. Well, I don't buy into that. I don't know those terms of reference. No. But those terms of reference are like the icing on the cake, which hook you into it. Yeah, And yeah. you've got to play to those strengths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, uh, I mean, give it a go. The, the other thing is, of course, is that people think... They're, you know, they're potentially putting themselves forward to receive enormous criticism. But of course, that's not the tr the truth at all because no one's look, nobody's attending to you no, unless really. you somehow <laughs> manage to grab yeah, their attention. Yeah. That's a know. nice problem to have. Yeah, isn't it? But yeah, people don't yeah. realise that first. No, they don't. No, so um, so you know, it's it. I can't understand why more people don't do it because it's free. Uh, and, and and I think it's a nice exercise to go through as well. Yeah, it's, 
like a cathartic thing that you can get into. You, you, it's an analytical thing as well. Yes. Yeah. I know the way I write online is very different to two years ago. Yes. Because you're more at ease with yourself. And yeah. More... Yeah. And you, you've probably changed your position, your kind of positioning in the world, I think, through putting out your content. I certainly have. Because you you put content into different places and you see, oh, this has got a very good reaction or mm. people are totally ignoring me here. Mm. So, for instance... You know, I, um, I, I teach anyway, but uh, SlideShare, I get very good take-up of, right. of content there. And that's a place to be if you're educating, I think, you know. And that's sort of clarified for me my mission online. I mean, what I like to do and, and what works well. I've sort of lined up with that. You know, I'm yeah. going to be a teacher. I'm not going to be a sort of outrageous columnist type or big entertainer. Yeah, because you you've know. got to be comfortable with that role, yeah. haven't you? I think as soon as yeah. you start to do something which isn't you, yeah. it's going to come, come come apart at some point. Yeah, it is, yeah. And I mean, you know, you I think you teach very well as well. I think you were able to... You've got an unusual aptitude for linking up techie stuff with what you know, the ordinary Jill or Joe on a high street who's running a small business does, that you can link the application to them. And that's fantastic, you know. I try to, and, and now I know that, because I mean, you, you don't know your own skills at first. You've got other, other people to tell you that. And now that I know that, I, I use that to my advantage. Yeah. I know I now know that there's lots of other companies who might be able to offer similar things, which I do. They can't put that stuff together, or at least they can't educate and speak about it well. Yeah. It's fine. Play, yeah. to, play to your strengths then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is, is that there's a, I mean, I notice it in the world of web design. It's, it's very, everybody, you know, all of us, it, it, it sort of makes tribes more vivid, the web, and where people ally themselves. And, you know, there's nothing, is there, like a Twitter bio to see people's tribal affiliations. Right. But a lot of tribes don't let other people in either, you no. know. So, for instance, you know, there I think there's a really huge... Um, overlap between being a content person and being a writer but probably there's a lot of people in you know um, in content or in writing big bloggers on the web who wouldn't want to let people from those other areas in you know yeah even though the lines blur so yeah, much, yeah 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 no, yeah no, that, so, that's a key point that is and you know I, I so I think that that's you know, we, you, you need to guard against that because actually the people... There's a very interesting essay that I blogged about a couple of weeks ago called The Hedgehog and the Fox. And it's all about a hedgehog tends to have a single focus, you know, and just become very good and knowledgeable about one subject. And they often end up as the people who are experts that are revered in society. So they'll be on telly yeah, yeah. predicting, you know, what's going to happen in politics or finance. Foxes, on the other hand, are much more like scavengers and are much more promiscuous. They will go off in different areas if their interests yeah. are there. Uh, and actually, they don't get rep they don't build reputation. They don't get called upon in the same way. But they are actually better than predict at predicting the future. Mm. And this politics because they can see more. Yeah, than they, angles, they, they, well, yeah. they are more strategic because yeah, yeah. they've got a broader view. Mm. So and uh, so, I think encourage people to think like foxes and to put unusual combinations together is you know a very good 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 thing actually and when you look at any sort of creative if you think about you know everybody talks about everybody talks about him too much but steve jobs did combine you know a sort of aesthetic sense 
with an ability to get the liberal um, arts, yeah, liberal, yeah, with, with, yeah, to get technology made, yes. you know, in a very ruthless, focused way. So he he straddled that kind of scientific and art thing, as did Einstein, and mm. you know, so it's the crossroads, is yeah, the intersection of that, yeah, is the, yeah, yeah, where the magic happens, yeah, couldn't it? But I think you can be quite lonely doing that sort of thing because. There'll be so many people in your art or in your science or in your tribe who don't want who want to kind of just boost up their sense of tribalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they won't welcome it, and they'll you know they might think you're a bit flaky, but but well, that's the price you pay. I think maybe that's why companies like Apple needed a Steve Jobs yeah, to get them started. Because yeah, yeah. You need that person who won't take no for an answer. Yeah, outside. yeah. So you know, so. So, yeah, put unusual combinations together. I think that is very, can, you know, yield very rich results, actually. Let's put a quick plug in for your, um, you've, you've done an e-book on finding your own yes, voice Yes, I have your blog voice. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I'm writing another one now okay. on online identity. So you can see on this table my old psychology, my old psychology textbooks, which I was going to check out. Yes, now. we're in Pippa's <laughs> office here. In this is the cow shed. Is it? it is the cow shed. Yeah. Well, if it was a cow shed, it hasn't been for <laughs> it's a been while. Cleaned up. But we've got lots of books on the wall. This yeah. looks like a, yeah, a room yeah, of yeah, academic yeah, research. Yeah, yeah. I like so, that. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in the version of ourselves that we put online and can okay. we can we format that can we make it easier for ourselves what do we what temptations do we need to resist online so that's what i'm uh, my my take on that is that i think if you start pushing somebody who isn't you online that'll just take up too much effort and time yeah You've got yeah. to get through the authentic i don't mean we speak like we are when we're on a stag do because we're all clever enough to speak in a clever way in a, an appropriate way for the audience yeah but the the further you put that gulf, exactly. tension, I think. Was. Yeah, you but will. For, for somebody is not complex as me. I'm sure yeah. some people are very good at yeah. multifaceted yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you will get rumbled, you know. Oh, I mean, totally, I, yeah. I know somebody, for instance, who um, is an expert or, you know, uh, depicts themselves as an expert on, on Kindle publishing. And, and they've been publishing books under other names. And rather than saying, this is me under another name, they, they are pretending oh it's God. somebody else. And are they having conversations <laughs> with themselves online? No, I'm not yes. you. I'm not me. Oh, well, they talk <laughs> about this marvellous local person who has brought out a new book. Oh, and of course, because I've had conversation with this person, I know that this isn't the case. And you just think that's so silly because... Actually, there was some possibility this person and I might work together, but I don't trust them now. No. I don't trust them enough to work with them, so no. that's all over. Perhaps they didn't trust me either, but, but that's you know, it's just, there, yeah, yeah, you just think, oh, no, little inconsistencies like that, you know, if they didn't said was well, a pen name, everybody accepts that, so. But I think, again, that, that's a journey which a lot of people have got to go through, because they don't like to open themselves up to any kind of criticism, to think, well, I'll maintain this facade that I'm X, Y, and Z, yeah. and that's my shield against the world. Yeah. Well, that's fine, apart yeah. from people won't buy into then yeah no exactly I'm, I'm, one of the one of the aspects of online behavior that is really interesting and that people are doing a lot of research into at the moment is in some ways you know um our economic system is sort of based on an economic theory is based on an idea of a person who makes rational decisions based quite a lot on self-interest okay you know that that's one of the main things that we do a lot of 
But of course, what is happening online, first of all, is that people are sharing huge amounts of valuable information, particularly if you go to sort of coding communities and this, that's mm. absolutely mind-blowing. So people seem to be more altruistic and generous than we thought before. And also, we copy, and we copy to an incredible degree. You know, so I, w- I always think, when certainly when I go to a blog and you see... 52,000 followers, it's much harder to stop yourself signing up for it right. than if you go to a blog and there's some wonderful free book or something. But Must be you, a widget you can use to invent yes, a figure. So, 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 that, well, yeah, you can just type it in. I have thought about I'm it. I'm an experiment no. on that. <laughs> oh, she's got 92,000 followers. She's going to pick up another 10,000 today. But you know, do you know, you know what I mean? It's uh, that we can't, the extent to which we copy is extraordinary uh, and how we do that without thinking about it online and, and, and I mean a computer is a copying machine yeah. isn't it in essence so so that's very interesting and there's um there's a guy at um he's a professor at Microsoft Duncan somebody's gone he's he's been writing books about it everything is obvious is his most recent book and it's all about these networks and how we behave in networks is much more powerful right. than people have realized before and and of course then people have been able to behave in that way before because the communication is now enabled in mm. la- online you know so, so it's very interesting. I think a lot of people have a natural propensity just to want to help and share. Yeah, yeah, they yes, they do. Mm, yeah, and that's yeah, a good thing. I yeah, think. and 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 actually, there's a, a piece of um, recent uh, psychological research that I want to look into more, which says that when we buy something and we know other people have bought it, sort right. of eight other people have bought this, or like an iPhone, we yeah, think, oh. four of whom whom we know, we actually get a bit of a rush of endorphins, of pleasure. The fact that we're doing well, it as part of... We're pack-buying. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's interesting. That. You know, that. There's actually biological reaction to doing things that makes us part of a group. Well, if, I, if I could have bought the iPad mini I was holding my hand on the weekend, I certainly <laughs> would have had that rush of endorphins. <laughs> that's a great device. Yeah. Right, here's a question for you then. Do you think in a couple of years' time We'll be talking about blogging and websites, or will we just talk be talking about publishing? Um, I think we'll be. I think we'll still be talking about blogging. I'm. I don't really understand, to be honest, why anybody has a static website. I know it's a bit of a trend now among some sort of a-list bloggers to have you know a, a website front and then a blog behind it. But I don't understand psychologically why people go back to a static website i think you know a website should have a blog and it should be up front there or it's going to have some sort of changing dynamic content mm. otherwise why would anybody go back to visit it yeah well it depends you know, on the purpose yeah, I mean, yeah yeah i mean unless it's a purely commercial <clears throat> site where you know you're going to go and shop and that's it but i i i so i think um blogs i i i can't help but think blogs will become more important um, publishing it sort of means different things to different people mm. in that, you know, a lot of people championing self-publishing will say, well, it's anybody kind of puts content out online. Um, and then there is the publishing establishment, you know, which right. I, I would know to be what's called the big six publishers. Right. Very big publishing companies who keep amalgamating more and more, um, who want to you know, hold on to and battle with Amazon and Apple huh? to hold on to their businesses. So so that's a very different thing. Personally, 
I, it, I mean, it does depend on where your market is and things. But if a, if if you're a person trying to publish stuff, I have published online, and I've self-published one book as an actual book, and that was just a complete waste of time and money, really, an absolute nightmare. So you wouldn't do that again? No, then? I wouldn't. No, no, no. But I could see that you know, if you were a, I don't know, if you were like a gardening expert and you went round. Um, gardening festivals and fairs and events talking about your gardening book you'll probably be and perhaps you would less customers online it would be a very sensible thing to produce an actual copy but yeah. I kind of I, I mean I actually find now I read a non-fiction uh, book last week a kind of reference book an actual book, and I was really irritated because it didn't have enough links out. <laughs> you, were you, yeah. were you pointing at the page? Well, I was a bit, yeah, and I just thought, you know, there's something missing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and goodness knows, in a way, what, what this means for how what novels will be. I mean, I think it's very exciting because I think novels can become these cross-platform yeah. things. Um, but you know, people have got to start experimenting with it and being bold. And how do you monetize it? Yeah, there's always that, isn't it? Yeah. It's funny what you mentioned about links there. I wrote a blog post recently that sort of the other way around, where people write content but they don't think about how it's going to be presented online and think about there should be links in it to various yeah. aspects and different pages and things like that. But if we just write content in the traditional way that's not necessarily what's best for online. No, and you do see loads of content like that. You see loads of blogs like yeah. that that people have just sort of. That's about in my opinion. Yeah. And it doesn't link to anything. It's not embedded in, into anything. So that doesn't make it a very rich online experience. No, you're I not playing think. to the strengths of online. No. 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 So, you, and, and in a way, you know, there's so much talk about, um, well, anybody can be a publisher these days and most of what, you, what is being published on self-published is rubbish. But actually, what I think will happen is that we our taste becomes for content that is very well embedded, mm. that links out, you know, in quite a discerning way, and that by the end, almost of like it, an academic point yeah, of view with yeah, all the citations yeah, and all yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, and that and that people feel at the end of it, well, gosh, that was really good value. I got, you no. know, I got very a very clear sense of positioning there, and that the person knows their stuff yeah. in terms of who they relate to. So again, uh, trust and yeah, personality comes yeah, into everything there. Yeah. Yeah, and also research comes into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind of traditional skills of studying anything, yes. really, and getting to grips with mm. a, a, an area and being passionate in it, you know. So, I mean, the reason I asked about the whole blogging website thing is, for me, from a techie perspective, you know, a blog's a website. You yeah, know, yeah. Indeed, the WordPress software, when we strip it back, that's what we use for content management systems yeah. along the, many of the times in JoJet, even though it doesn't look like a WordPress site now. Yeah. So to me, it's almost sort of, these are actually the same thing. Yes, but yeah. So it, it's, yeah. it's sometimes it's interesting, especially when I see some of the top bloggers and saying you need to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm saying, that's fine, but that's the format of a blog now. Yes. Things are changing. They're always, if no, if, if we've learned nothing else yes. on the line, it's that yeah. things change all the time. Yeah, they do change all the time. And indeed, if you watch those so-called top bloggers, they change all the time, mm. you know, because... Um, I, I notice now Copy Blogger, for instance, right. you know, who has preached good content but and also has a WordPress 
company uh-huh. uh, as now descri- they're now describing themselves as being in the software business oh, okay. rather than the content business that's an interesting uh, change then yes well i uh, the, it i'm sure it'll be a change based on analytics and responses to things and of course one of the money making aspects of copy blogger is that it runs quite an expensive online content creation course okay you know which um i i i I took that course in the early days um and when you go on it it's amazing because you there's videos there's pdfs they come at you from all angles well now people like um you to me uh, and all the other, mm. um, you know, the, all these burgeoning university platforms are providing courses like this in a much cheaper way and a much and a much a way that offers much more choice. So rather than paying copy blogger your I don't know nine hundred dollars or whatever yeah. it is for a big massive course, you can decide. All right, well I'm just going to do publish on Kindle. Or I'm just going to do, you know, get better at HTML five or yeah. whatever. So, so that online education model is really changing. It is, but I mean, perhaps like people like Copyblogger, they were just the pioneers, and so that was an easy monetization route yeah, for them. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah, education or is catching up a bit. So we'll have to find different angles. Yeah. So yeah no yeah, wonder they, I suppose, yeah, they, they change yeah, a bit. Yeah. So you know, they they're definitely you can see them building up their word their WordPress and their software so software bits. And I mean, I I actually think it's it's a really clever yeah, online yeah, yeah. business model. Yeah. You know. And that they offer a great deal of good stuff for free, but it's but it's you know it's it's interesting to observe it. I think always interesting to study how other companies are sort of taking yeah, things online. Yeah, hopefully. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, as far as static websites are concerned, it's a tricky one. My recommendation to many companies is that we've invariably got a set um, list of products or services, and those are fairly static. Yeah. But you need to have that live content so people can buy into it, or to help establish the expertise. Because like on. The, the new JoJet site is going to be launched in a couple of It's one of those ones where it's because it's always a work in progress. But like a lot of people, I've had my blog and my website separate for a long time. Yeah. Whereas in the new site, it'll actually be the content to, hub. Yeah. So if I've got a page about, I don't know, web design, just an example, I will be able to tag relevant articles on the bottom of that and stay onto the website. Yeah. I notice the, web, the blog draws in a lot of traffic, so I may as well draw that into yeah. the right source yeah. in, in, in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Yes, you definitely may as well. And also, if you like, it's your little bit of a state online, oh, isn't totally, it? yes. It's so, you know, you make yourself a hub you know, and 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 that's great. And you you're a hub for stuff that you love and you love talking about. And people you'll have different. I mean, I think, I think sometimes you know, marketing tells people you've got to have your one ideal customer, and that is a very useful thing to think about in terms of your, your writing style mm-hmm. when you're doing a blog. But actually. You're not going to have one ideal customer coming to you. There's going to be a mix. mix. You're going to have some fellow techie experts. Exactly, yeah. And then you're going to have small business people. Who are local. Yeah. And then people who are further free. Yeah. Many different things. Yeah. So... To and a hub, you as a hub can accommodate that, yeah, better than you being two or three different, having two or three different personas, yeah, exactly. And that's always a tricky one, but I 
I still recommend to separate your blog initially if you're getting used to the concept yeah. of, of yeah. blogging and all yeah. that stuff. Because you can get up and running then, yeah. but then you can sort of integrate it back in. That's right. When you, you feel the need, I think. Yeah, and you can take it step by step. You know, yeah. you know, if you're really worried about it, you can keep it private and just let yes. people see it or whatever. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a very big difference actually in online content between people who originate and people who just curate, you know. Right. So I know lots of people who, to, to my mind, this is very boring content. They use these paper lees or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. all those kind of thing that Twitter does, which is... And they get a lot of, there's a lot of clicks on them usually because it's an accumulation of right. all the clicks on the individual articles. But it's... It's not an interesting opinion or anything like that. I, no. I, I the, the stuff that I like I, I, is, is when people have an original take on things. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have um, an original take in terms of what you write. If writing isn't your thing, it is, you know, things like who you interview yeah. or or if you can make a, a, a little video that is really useful to people. I, I, I think the top criteria has to be usefulness. Yes, exactly. You know, and if it's useful and got some originality, then I think it will get traffic, actually. Yeah. You know, um, but the other thing is, of course, small being beautiful. You know, if you're... I don't know, if you're an expert in Greek and Roman urns or something, uh, you could have a blog with 100 dedicated followers that could be really good for things like um, getting to speak at conferences. Exactly. Or maybe because getting... Because it's the quality over yeah, the quantity issue, yeah, isn't it? Showing that you can write to a publisher. You know, it's that type of thing is is not to be scorned at at all and that's what's wonderful about the web is that small can be very yeah. relevant well it's niche yeah. going back to what you know yeah. how you started it yeah. going niche is very good on on yeah. yeah certainly from a google point of view yeah yeah you're the yeah grecian urn expert in east anglia and yeah. then it's, uh, it's yeah. fantastic yeah because when i look at things like i mean i i don't like facebook very much but it's probably because because of actually meeting you and having a blog and Twitter first, I came to it later. But it seems to me to be very bloated. And, you know, it's m much more uh, on, on people's personal pages, obviously, about socialising than it is about subjects. It's very difficult to get a clear handle on subject there. And I'm really not sure if having loads of what having loads of friends on Facebook does for people actually because <laughs> there's a sort of thing called Dunbar's number you know where you could only have 150 real yeah. friends anyway um well there's a study I read the other day that in America that people who spent students who spent x more time online they were like one grade point on average lower so, yeah, so we, you know so so that 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 seems to me to be very kind of non-specific but I mean obviously there are some people who do it and it works very well for them but but uh, yeah it's, facebook's it's, a bit of a funny one for me i think it was always first mover advantage or the one to reach a certain critical mass so it's ended up being many social networking tools all wrapped into one whereas yeah. i think the future is probably more customized ones yeah i you know i i realize they've got a billion users something like that but that doesn't mean they're going to be the top dog in 10 years no time. if again if the if the past has told us anything 
It's taught us that these things just change very, yeah. very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's an amazing video online last week by a lady called Cindy Gallup, who is um, a maverick in advertising. She's just started a company called um, Make Love Not Porn, which is um, okay. a sort of people put their own sex films online uh, but that's an aside really but you'll probably all want to go <laughs> we'll and that, we'll yeah. leave that into the show notes go people. and have a look <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't leave the interview but at the end of the interview go and have a look <laughs> uh, but she she um uh, and and she talks about you know advertise the state of the advertising uh, industry that is in a terrible state right and that what is going to happen unless the advertising world does something about itself she talks about how uh, for instance, in YouTube videos, advertising apologises constantly for itself, you know, with the messages like, skip this, this, and, yeah. skip this or this is only 10 seconds more, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said, you know, a person could come from another business with a single bullet and destroy advertising. Now, it's very vivid and dramatic, but I think that can, that can happen. Yeah, yeah, Somebody's yeah. going to look at it and think there is a different way of doing all this. It just this. feels like a terrible bolt on yeah, at the moment, doesn't yeah, it? That yeah, yeah. disruptive kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so... so and, and, and that goes for loads of businesses. It goes for journalism. Yeah, it goes completely. for publishing. It probably goes for telly, mm. you know. Um, I mean, just think in the sort of camera. If somebody came through with an amazing online global news service at the moment, you know, there'd be a real gap there yeah. with what the BBC is being seen to provide. No, there's plenty, you know, of, yeah. plenty of change afoot. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of opportunity there, yeah. So, you know, so, 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 but, I, but I think for everybody, as individuals, what it means is, you know, we have to be courageous really to stick to the stuff that we love and that and that we have feel drive towards and that we are prepared to expend a, a heck of a lot of energy on actually yeah uh, because the thing that people don't talk much about uh, is that actually even maintaining a wordpress dot com blog um if you're keeping it current and you've got a few interesting pages on it there is housekeeping in that and it yeah. is time consuming so it's got to be something that you wholeheartedly want to check yourself into i think yeah you can easily get seduced into the whole concept of free but you know, time yeah. is not free and creating good content is certainly not free no 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 it isn't but but it can position you differently you know i mean i think about Chris Bolton, that I co-run the WordPress user Wales thing with, and and Chris is blog, which he does, you know, he's got a full-time demanding job, yeah, and his blog is a kind of adjunct to yeah. to his job, and his job is a sort of responsible, responsible, um, one, a serious one, mm. um, you know, involving auditing, but he, what his blog has done is kind of positioned him. Uh, quite differently in his professional field than he was before yeah and he gets he's still doing the same role but he gets opportunities like you know he went to canary wharf to talk at hsbc right. about how you know social networking and that participation finding him online was yeah, it? yeah and the fact that he does these very they're formatted case studies mm. of what he learns, you know. Uh, well, they're very well written. Yeah, it's very engaging. Yeah, yeah, they are, and he does them when he can, and it works. It works well for him. He's not turned himself. You wouldn't really say, well, he's turned himself into a publisher, but you, you could no. say, well. 
this guy's got a take on things that is very clear and interesting here. I don't know anybody else who's demonstrating this original, yeah. you know. At least he's got into the habit of publishing. Yeah, Which yeah. I think a lot of people don't yeah. get into again. No, so no. It's all well and good to set it up, but in six months' time there's nothing there. Yeah. Oh, because I'm too busy to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of... I, I just do mine once a week, really. Right. But, and, you know, I have the benefit of having been a newspaper columnist where you get into the habit of sort of filing... You know, every doggedly. Right. But, and I think there is a, I think a lot of people just fall by the wayside because they just don't file doggedly. And even. You need if, process, yeah, don't you? Yeah. This is what surprised We were talking about Harry earlier. When we got Harry blogging, you'd like, you'd think of artists as sort of capricious creatures who want to do painting on something. But like with Harry, when you study him up close, he's got process. He's process driven. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was saying to me, look, you know, if you, if you want me to blog, just tell me when I need to do it. And yeah. I'm like, well, I know the shit. And that was an eye opener for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting because, you know, structure is really important in, in creativity, much right. more so than uh, is often acknowledged. No, exactly. People kind of think of creativity is about being free and <clears throat> spontaneous. But actually, if you look at the stuff, if you look at Picasso's early work, he painted in the style of a classical master. It's absolutely breathtaking. Kind of right. muses and goddesses. Okay. You know, he was about 21 or 22. Yeah. Um, and so, and when you look at that and then you see where he ended up, you think he understood all the structure and and traditional forms in art. Yeah. And then he was able but to break chose, them. Yeah. yeah, but if you don't understand that stuff, you can't you no. won't do it. And I mean, you, you, you there are loads of examples of kind of mean type stuff online, aren't there? Where somebody has had a spontaneous and very inspired idea and they put it out there and it's gone viral. But it, it doesn't usually sustain anything for them. No. You know, you can have millions of people looking at your YouTube video and you might never make another one, no. uh, and and that's it really. Which which is fine which if is you fine. if you like that yeah. buzz. But um, uh, you know, I think a lot of people want something a little bit more sustainable. Really, mm. I think uh, a lot of people always think that web design is just like a purely creative process, and it has got many creative angles to it. But there is process which underpins it, which yeah. can follow process and guidelines. Yeah, and actually, it's in. I mean, I've just moved to a responsive WordPress ah, theme. Right. Wow! Uh, and that'll I, be one of the themes of the next port eighty is all the responsive elements. And yeah. and that's. I mean, I think that's very interesting. To, uh, what does that mean in terms of implication for the very design-oriented web designers? Well, it means that content has got to come to the forefront. Yeah. We need to understand that balance between presentation and content yeah because for years we allowed ourselves to create these beautiful templates and people would pour their content in there yeah but yeah we've got to take ownership of that yeah we can't allow you know just no. pour content to be put into it. otherwise what have we created ultimately yeah no i'm very i'm fascinated i mean certainly we got we both got our iphones on the desk but i find myself i'm not sure if you've used this service but if i go to a website sometimes and it's kind of a class um, a cluttered one there's a little button in the url bar on the iphone which says reader and yeah. if you click on that, it, it, it's got like a mobilizer built in, which just focuses on the content. Well, that's really what we need yeah. websites to be yeah. like. Yeah. They yeah. still need to have the glamour to yeah. it. Yeah. But unless we're superbly focused on the content, yeah. We're, yeah. we're throwing the baby out of the bathroom. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, people don't... I mean, there's a website that I've been trying to get on over the weekend, and it's just really slow. And I've sort of given... And it's actually a shopping site. Oh, wow. And I've just decided, well... I can't be asked to go shop here anymore, you no. know. But you I don't mean, trust it then as no, well. No, no. And that, 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 I, mean, I mean, the psychology of all 
this is absolutely fascinating because people come along with we have kind of mental model of how something should yeah. work and how we expect it to work, and then we have the sort of UX interpretation of that, which is more of a conceptual yeah. thing, and how those two marry up is is really interesting. Yeah, and, and if it's know, not a massive disjoint. And you're buying into it, the process, yeah. and you're seamlessly flowing along. Yeah, if yeah. If there is a disjoint, your mind is constantly crunching gears. Yeah, going, oh no. Yeah, yeah, and and I can't help feeling, and I'm sorry to anybody who's very arty designer out there, but I can't help feeling with all responsive stuff. Whoa, boy, is functionality going to come to the fore? You know, be, that's that's what people are going to want, isn't yeah. it? They got well. They want the focus on the content yeah. at the end of the day, and they yeah. need to have the yeah. balance there. Yeah, which is yeah. which is great. And again, again, it goes back to the fact that. Good websites aren't just designed by a single person. No. The days of the webmaster, luckily, are long gone. Yeah, You've yeah, got yeah. to have your content in yeah. there and understanding what's the message and yeah. how to boil all those things yeah. to create yeah. something engaging online. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, you know, it's an, such a, fast, it's fast, a fascinating area. Really mm. interesting. Good, good, good. So, what have you got lined? What has Pippa got lined up for 2013? Well, um, are, we, are we allowed to say anything? Um, well, uh, yes, you are. I've got. I'm doing. Uh, one of the companies that I work for is a very big American company, uh, technology company, and um, uh, they have acquired a business, uh, and the people in the business are finding being acquired by them and the way they work quite challenging. Okay. <laughs> so I'm working there, uh, right. trying to you know help them with that, which I've done before actually. So um, um, the the, the American acquirer um, is very advanced in how it uses teamwork and how it uses learning networks and things like that. So, this company in the north of England are you know having to just big time so I'm doing that. But um, my of my own stuff, I've my aim since I've really sort of chucked myself into all this is to produce small, very specialist psychology books. Okay. You know, about online behaviour. So I'm going to do this one on identity. And then I might do one on... Uh, this working title is kind of your social self, all about different types of social behaviour and how what suits people best online. Mm. Um, and and then I w- and I want to make some videos to go with those. Oh right, okay. So, so I made a film uh, last year because I went on, you know, such a big self improver. I went on an archive mashup course and I learned to use quite in a, quite a basic way Final Cut, and I made a film about clapping and approval seeking online links okay. between clapping called click clap um which is about five minutes long and but and so i really am interested to explore uh what can be done with video uh, uh, uh in the area you know sort of social psychology online so so that's that's my kind of, that's that's the, the angle is stuff. it yeah yeah i'm going to Miss, mrs motivate is going to have a little sort of spin-off one one of the things about mrs motivate is that you know she just got named it's got named after a newspaper column and i've i'm I, so it comes from traditional media um and i would i want something that sits alongside it that is more is more born in the web, if you like. Okay. So she, there's going to Without be... Without the shackles of a previous... Yeah, <laughs> so it's going to have a sort of little sister bit called Psych Up. Okay. Which is, just, which is going to be about how do you... It's going to be about practical psychology for growth online. And that could mean growth in terms of getting more customers, or it could mean growth in terms of the learning 
potential online. You know, I don't want to shut either of those no, 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 doors. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm a bit sort of promiscuous in terms of the different communities online that I move in and out of. And I, for instance, you know, I love e-learning and things like that, but I find the community on the earnest side, right. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so, uh, you, you can, uh, you can be a bit sort of magpie-ish, haven't you, and kind of take, or foxy, as I was saying earlier, yeah, so it's like, yeah, taking what, what you want from these different communities and what suits you, you mm. know, but there's a small number of people, there are probably more of them, of course, than that I found, there's a small number of people who are in, really interested in this, in, in, um, in, in how you apply psychology online. So. I bet. I mean, it's. I think the web as an industry is slowly opening the doors into the other industries which impacted, like, I mean, UX. People weren't talking about yeah, it yeah. a few years ago when we realised this is important. Yeah. In the same way, people weren't really talking yeah. about content. No, so no. So we've invented these new roles as we realise the yeah. importance of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm. there's, you know, there's a UX meetup group in Cardiff and the next book, book group, is um, Designing for Emotion by Aaron Walter. And I was looking at that last night, the guided MailChimp, oh, okay. which is, you know, often cited as a kind of... Um, uh, a, a really good case history and it's interesting because the psychological dimensions he uses to assess people are friendly or unfriendly okay. and dominant and submissive so in what's he called Frederick von Chimpermeyer whatever he's called the, the male chimp, <laughs> chimp right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know he's okay, yeah. he's pretty high on friendliness and pretty high on dominance and that he kind of yeah, shows yeah. people steers the way so those are two aspects, but there are, of course, loads of other aspects of personality that can be depicted online. So that's an area that I'm really in- interested in and how, you know, how does that fit with web design? How does that fit? I think something that is overlooked a lot or hasn't, you know, to my knowledge, hasn't been investigated, probably somebody has investigated it. If you know, please let me know. <laughs> Comments on the blog post. Is, you know, everyone talks about SEO, but actually... What hap- there is, we are most of us are searching online now. We might be searching in a I've got to get a black Mac by next Tuesday way, or mm-hmm. I want the definitive work on HTML5 way, or we might be pootling about searching. I'd like to find somebody yeah, asserting different yeah, modes, isn't similar to me with similar interests. Yeah. Um, you know, all that business of how the psychological state people are in when they search is fascinating, yeah, I think. Yeah, certain different types of search and then they do refining yeah, searches. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Go down yeah. sort of foxholes and come yeah, back. Yeah, and often when you talk to people about their web design or their blogs, they haven't done it with any consideration at all. The visitors are actually searching. No. You know, they might have sort of SEO as a tick box they should deal with, but it isn't about most of what's covered in that. Yeah, it's it, like, you know, I want to have a book, um, I, but I want to have it as an enthralling plot, so can yeah. I tick that box? Well, you, you can't. Yeah. Really. It's sort of... Yeah. You know, sadly, there's companies out there who will sort of say, oh, we'll do your SEO and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, what yeah. does it mean? It means yeah. a thousand things to a thousand different yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, if you have, I mean, you're sure you've come across him. Um, the Google engineer, Matt Cutts, yeah. does a lot of stuff online. Yeah. And, uh, he, he sheds a lot of light into what is a lot of dark arts around yeah. SEO. Yeah. And invariably, he will talk about creating meaningful, relevant content, yeah. which is what it's all about yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 it is that, yeah. 
So, you know, things like, I mean, I think people shouldn't be scared to think, oh, well, I need to tackle writing skills. I need to write in my voice, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to find out how to learn that. Or exactly. I need to, you know, improve my imaging, image editing. So, you know, most of this stuff is very easy, actually, in my experience. And, you know? and, you know, to be honest, and this is a funny thing to say, maybe as a company which produces websites, for a lot of companies... Smaller scale ones, it doesn't so matter what the website looks like. If you're a cottage industry yeah. or something like that, your buyers aren't going to panic that your website doesn't look fantastic. No. Is the message on there? Is the relevant, important, yeah. relevant details on there? Some photos and things on there. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. if you're a certain level of company, it does start to come into play a lot, which is who I deal with. But a lot of com- you know, a lot of small maybe cottage industries will spend too much time worrying about what it's going to look like instead of producing good content. Yeah, 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 and reaching people that way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the way to go. Because you're talk if you keep thinking you're talking to people. Yes. <laughs> that that's 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 the key to it, really. You're chatting, you know. Yeah, back into know. that mode where you're that enthusiastic, passionate person who people buy into, and then they want to stay at your cottage or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. That's what you want to get yeah. into. Yeah. 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 Well, good. That's absolutely fascinating. Good. Good. Um, we're, we're, when's our event on? When's the event coming up? I, this this podcast maybe after that. Twentieth of November. Right. So. In Swansea, in the Village Hotel. Well, if I manage to pull my finger out in time. And it's building online engagement with WordPress. Ah, right. Well, we'll put all the links in the show notes, etc. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But all that leaves me is to say thank you that for coming on. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> it's this, my this talk. Thanks for inviting me down to the cow shed. This is the your... first shed. This is the first show from the shed. This is it. <laughs> so, this is a shed show. It sounds quite literally. Good. <laughs> sounds quite good. <laughs> I'm not a shed, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm We're a shed. <laughs> We've gone all this time and now I've fatally <laughs> annoyed Pippa. <laughs> okay. I'm going, to, I'm going to applaud you out for being fantastic. Thank you, thank thank you, you very much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs>